welcome to the Dork Web Podcast. This is episode 12. I'm your host, Jonathan Locato, and I'm joined by my new co-host, well, new for, new for this episode. Yeah, for this one. Mr. Jack Lowe. Hello, guys. Uh, my name is Jack Lowe. I'm excited to be here today to, uh, what are we talking about today? We're going to be talking about Kingdom Hearts, uh, namely things that I hate about Kingdom Hearts 3. Oh, this is going to be a spicy one for sure. Very spicy. Uh, before we get into it, Jack, do you want to just say a little bit about uh, what you do? Yeah, so uh, I do quite a bit. Um, I love to stream. I have a comic or two that I've been working on, haven't released them yet. Um, you can follow work on all that stuff on my uh, Instagram at Rosanante152. Uh, but I'm here today because I have a little bit of personal connection to Kingdom Hearts 3 having it's the only one I've actually had a chance to really play in its entirety just due to not having a console growing up so uh, I come here today uh, as the layman as the 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 one who barely knows what the hell is going on uh, for the the everyman so to speak uh, for those who aren't as invested in Kingdom Hearts I can at least speak to it while still caring about what goes on in this plot my background with Kingdom Hearts is thorough. I've played pretty much all of them as they've come out, and I'm a very, very big fan. Uh, essentially, me and Jack did a little bit of pre-work, and we broke this down into some nice little bite-sized, barbecue-flavored uh, points. We got five of them. Some tasty morsels. Yeah. Tasty morsels. Yeah. Uh, they, and they say that most meals are better taken in smaller snack forms than three larger meals. Uh, three square meals is actually false, so... This is this is true here too. We're gonna take this in nice bite-sized bits. This is five morsels to fuel your day mm. on anger. Nutritious and delicious. Maybe anger. I don't know about anger. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see what you guys think. I think it's also fair to say at this point that uh, there this is your official spoiler warning. Mm. Yeah, we're no holds barred. Yeah, I barely know what to spoil, but I sure will. <laughs> I think that's pretty well said. Um, so without further ado, uh, you know what I hate, Jack? What do you hate? I hate that in Kingdom Hearts 3, uh, we got seven worlds. Some were new, some were revisits. Mm-hmm. But Oh yeah, which ones were revisits? Uh, we revisited uh, Pirates of the yep. Caribbean. Uh, we revisited uh, Hercules. Oh, right, duh. And <laughs> Twilight Town. Right, of course. Uh, so much happens there in Kingdom Hearts 2 and 1. No. 2. 2, yeah. Yep. 1, I'm thinking of Traverse Town, I think. Yeah, Roxas uh, is in, like, the datascape there. Yeah, I like that I like that uh, Roxas's gang played a central role in that, in that segment of the game. It was but, nice to see them back. But yeah, okay, so um, specifically talking about what in regards to these worlds? We're not seeing these worlds evolve. And we're not revisiting them. We're not really doing anything other than the small little plot line that pops up when you happen to be there. It wasn't like that in the other ones? Not in the same vein. So in the other games, you got involved with what was going on uh, when you got there kind of immediately. Mm-hmm. But there was some kind of weaving uh, into the, the major story that's going on. Okay. You know, right, in right. Kingdom Hearts 1, you might see Maleficent with Riku... Or, you know, kind of like these glimpses of the greater plan of uh, the seven princesses of heart in Kingdom Hearts 2. That was central to that, right? Sure. Uh, There might be some connections between what's happening in a place like uh, the Beauty and the Beast world and the organization member who's there and kind of like the connection between them. Yeah, the, the, the 
organization members really didn't need to be in almost any of the worlds that we visited in Kingdom Hearts 3, I felt. Like, <laughs> I it was especially most glaring in, I think it was in Pirates. Yeah. Whether he's just, like, straight up like, I don't even know why we're here, um, but I'm here, so let's battle. <laughs> yeah, it's like, there's a, I think there's a box, maybe? <laughs> yeah, and I was like... That was like hour eight or nine into my 12-hour stream that day. So I was just kind of like, all right, yeah, sure. <laughs> Whatever you got. Let's Feed it to me. We're going to battle, right? That's, I assume that's where we're leading here. So uh, I didn't notice it until after and discussing it when I realized, wait a minute. Why why were we even, why were they even here? Or for, for that matter, why was I even here? Did, did, was there a better connection to like being in each world than the other ones? Like I've played a little Birth by Sleep. I'm starting Kingdom Hearts one to kind of see the whole series through. But what do you think? So there was more of a connection in, I guess, kind of like the the worlds made for Kingdom Hearts. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Kingdom Hearts one, you go to Traverse Town a few times, uh, both to see your mentor right. Leon, as well as to talk to Sid for gummy ship stuff. Mm-hmm. And then Kingdom Hearts, uh, and then also, I would be remiss not to say, you go to Hollow Bastion multiple times. Hollow um, Bastion, yeah. yeah that's yeah, like yeah. as, as kind of like the climax of the game. But you go through there twice uh, and see different parts of it. Mm-hmm. In Kingdom Hearts 2, there's a little bit more design behind it where, like, you get to the Tron world by going to Hollow Bastion. And, you know, it's a key point in the story where, like, the city's defense system isn't working. Right. And there's, like, bugs in the system, and then you have to go in... But, you know, what I guess I thought was a staple was in Kingdom Hearts 2, you would revisit every world and resolve their story. Um, you know, the the first act would kind of solve the immediate need, uh, I guess kind of like the Disney mm-hmm. part of the story, but then leave some things open. I, I think, um, like, like having the whole seven princesses of, of uh, light and having to find them in each of those worlds gave it a better connection to the Disney worlds and made it actually make sense to be going there. And I think they kind of lost their way a little bit as they went through like what, 11, 12 games at this point. Um, just kind of kind of checking the box of we got Disney worlds. All right, which ones are we doing? We got this one, this one, this one, this one, this one, and then just kind of shoving it in um, because yeah, it, it just didn't feel like there was as much connection. Like they were kind of trying <laughs> It was all over the place as far as what the villain's motivations were. I think Melissa, Maleficent was the most interesting villain to see, like, scheming. And we barely got to see her at all. She was in, like, what, three scenes in the whole game? Yeah, she was in the, I believe, just the just Olympus and then uh, at the end of the game. Mm. Yeah. But to touch back on what you said, in Kingdom Hearts 1... Even before you realize it's about the princesses, your whole story is... You got to seal the keyholes because these right, worlds are in right. peril. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you don't really have that going forward. But Kingdom Hearts Two did a good job by, you know, going to the world, seeing a problem, solving it, mm-hmm. but also in the process of, you know, realizing there's another problem here to be dealt with, and then you come back and get that resolution. Yeah. Uh, and it just, I felt like it added a lot more weight to the worlds. Definitely. And it didn't feel like you could just kind of like rush. Do like a rush right through the game, just hit world after world after world. Yeah, like you'd actually want to stick around for a little bit. Yeah. 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 And I also feel like you may have even mentioned a little bit of this. It definitely felt like when you did encounter, you know, an antagonist in the world mm-hmm. that wasn't from that world, you know, whether it's an organization member 
or you know one of the forms of Xehanort, they always just are like at the end, don't right. fit in, say yeah. something really weird and like you know prophetic and mm-hmm. like creepy, and then they just disappear into a portal. Yeah, every, every one of them just acts like they know better than Sora, and anything Sora says, like. <laughs> Yeah, but if you knew the full story, and then they just saunter off and through a dark portal, and you're just left going, ah, okay, but I didn't learn anything from this conversation. This scene, <laughs> like every scene, should have a point of going, I found out something from this, or like I, I've I've you know gotten something from this. Everything should have a point, and none of those scenes in any one of the different worlds that we saw, I think, had a point. But the other thing is that I don't know if I'd want to go back to any of them. Like, I thought about, like, oh, like, I could go back to Toy Story. But I also got really lost in Toy Story. Like, in the mall, I had no idea where to go. I literally went all the way back to Andy's house because I figured that I I missed it because I couldn't find anything that was being described in the cutscene. And without a map, I don't really feel, I didn't really feel like a, you know, like, with, say, Breath of the Wild, there's a map to kind of, like, unlock and clear through. None of that here. Why was there no map? It's a good question. Um, there wasn't maps in any of the other games, at That's least fair. to my memory. That's but fair. the other games didn't have these huge sprawling areas. Like right, the okay. worlds, by all intents and purposes, were big, but you were pretty much going room by room, almost like grid based. You're right. Like I've done, I did all the Wonderland stuff, and that was very much like there's this section, there's this section. There's this section, and they just made it very specific so that you could just relate to what each of them meant for the movie that you were visiting and, you know, not let you get too lost. And, yeah, that open-world aspect has definitely kind of shot the gameplay in the, in the foot a little. I felt that the most in San Francisco. Yeah. San Francisco. It's a tough one. It's yeah. A, yeah, that one gets me. Yeah, San Francisco. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, I think... I think we can hit our next point here. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and this one caught me off guard. I had no idea. Um, I, I, it just, I hadn't thought about it at all because I was just so caught up with these different worlds. But I definitely hate the fact that there were no Final Fantasy characters Boom. whatsoever. Yeah. I, a... uh, insert sound effect for Slam <laughs> right here. Uh, no, yeah, no Final Fantasy characters. And you're right. The game does a really good job at kind of I, I think it's all the spectacle, you know, mm-hmm. like all these finisher moves and oh, God, all these yeah. crazy like roller coaster like, like ends them, to boss fights. Were any of them even in like the 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 ones you could summon the summons? Like, no, like, no, like that's the thing. Like, why were they not even included? Even a little no, bit? there's there's some references um, with like some of the things that like NPCs will say. Mm-hmm. Like I know just one off the top of my head is in Twilight Town. If you talk around to some NPCs. Um, one of them will say, oh, you know, Cypher went off with, um, Rajin and Fujin on his own hero's quest. And it's like, oh, I, oh cool. But wh- where are they? You know, where's everyone else? Why don't right. I get to see this? And the point, I guess, that's so stunning to me is twofold. One, in the first game, the first, like, mentor that Sora has is Leon. He's, right. like, the first person that's like, hey, kid, you got something special. I can't really tell you how to use it, but, like, here's some guidelines on what you probably should do. And, like, you're probably going to come to me every time you're you're unsure of yourself. And the other part of it is Kingdom Hearts is literally the marriage between Disney and Final Fantasy. When you take out the Final Fantasy, what 
It's it's a, it's Disney. It's just Disney. Yeah, it definitely leaned a little too hard on the Disney side of things, and especially when like, you know, if you Google any like, you know, top ten like toughest boss battles, um, like those list videos, you're almost always gonna run into Sephiroth somewhere in there because like from Kingdom Hearts two, right? Like that that's like one and two, yeah. That's a very well talked about. Uh, like for me, it was Cloud. I could <laughs> yeah. I suck and and uh, I have a fond memory of. Uh, as a kid on the Game Boy Advance playing Chain of Memories, because again, I couldn't play one or two on the PS2. All my friends were like, oh, it's so good. I'm like, cool. Uh, can I borrow your PS2? No. All right. We'll just play Chain of Memories. Gonna, oh, Chain of Memories. Oh, this is exactly, this is just like playing it on yeah, the console. Yeah, this is the same thing. Isn't it? Is there, isn't uh, it? I love cards. I mean, my Game Boy Advance SP was pretty great, so. Oh, yeah. It. But yeah, I remember uh, my stopping point where I got too beat up to continue was Cloud. And, like, I was, like, so excited to fight him, and then he just kept kicking my butt. So, it just, it, it like you said, it's just always been this nice blend. Like, they're just randomly sprinkled through, and you're like, yeah, cool, awesome. Like, I forget his name from Final Fantasy X, the, the, the guy with the orange hair. Waka. Waka, yeah, yes. Waka's just on, on Destiny Island as a kid. Yeah, and uh, just playing ball. Who else is there? Uh, Titus, for, yeah, also Ty- from yeah, Final awesome. Fantasy X. And I love X, so and, that was uh, fun for me to see when I first started playing one. Also Selfie from Final Fantasy VIII. Oh, right, right. I've never played eight. Seven yeah. and ten are my She's favorites. got, like, the weird nunchucks, but in the mm. game she's got, uh, in Kingdom Hearts, she's got the jump rope. Right, right. That's, yeah. a, that's, a cute, that's a cute way to switch it up. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a, it, it was really just disappointing that they had no no place for them in the story like at all really nothing like not even an olympus have cloud show up again like or anything like that and like what are they doing what are what are they up to oh there's <laughs> i mean you may not know this but you know that at the end of that fight uh that boss sephiroth. fight sephiroth from yeah. kingdom hearts 2 there's you know this cutscene where they both start fighting cloud and sephiroth and mm-hmm. then kind of like disappear and Tifa, who's another Final Fantasy yeah, VII character, yeah. she yeah. runs out. And she's like, oh, man, they're off fighting their battle. Hopefully they come back. Like, t- oh. it basically turns to the camera and is like, come back next time for the exciting conclusion. Except none. Except none. <laughs> I mean, how cool would it have been if Barrett showed up? Oh, man, you're preaching to the choir Just... on that one. Oh, yeah. God, yeah, that'd be amazing. Uh, and... So very, very sad. Very sad. It hurt me. It struck me deep. I... I... It was it was like something had been stolen from me, but I didn't notice it because I hadn't been using it for a while. You know, it's like and you just like the loss is that much more, uh, like it just it stings for that much longer because you're like, oh god, how did I? Not how did I go on? I lost a bike when I lived in New York City, and I I kept it in the stairwell just for ease of access. And of course, you know, like a postman comes in to deliver mail and shit, and some asshole can just come in and steal whatever. And, yeah, my bike got stolen right out of the stairwell. And oh, I had no. been using it for like a month or two, and I just straight up didn't notice it was gone. <laughs> and I'm oh, like, gee. oh, no. Oh. And then like that loss and that pain, it was like very, it's a weird feeling to get something taken you didn't notice. And that's how that's how I feel about uh, Final Fantasy. The Not Final Fantasy characters. The, the, the void. Well, <laughs> maybe uh, Mr. Nomura will, will find a way to rip them back in the form of, DLC shrug question mark. I hope not. Uh, that'd be. I know that would sting the worst. Yeah, it's like I mean, we waited all this time, and, and now you're gonna buy Sephiroth back into uh, the game. Refuse. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've heard talks about DLC. Like, I'm open to it because I'd love for more. But it seems like everything's been pretty wrapped up. 
Uh, which probably is a good segue to our next point. I think, yeah, absolutely. So, well, uh, what's number three for us? Number three is the ending. Um, so many things about it, but I think really the biggest problems are the pacing, um, the actual realization that this is not the end, mm-hmm. um, which I guess was kind of told or hinted at before. Um Oh, yeah, things weren't actually wrapped up at all. Yeah, but maybe not to this expectation. <laughs> and just really the lacklusterness about some of the way that it wrapped up. So in a very short, very, very helicopter view summary, um, the the final world that you encounter, the Keyblade Graveyard... Yeah, which is, was like, you when you get in there, you're like, oh, this is what it's all been leading up to. Yeah, what and then you, you get in there and there's like, what three to four enemy mobs and then you just go into a two-hour boss rush yeah you have like a helm's deep level just like uh, which i i actually had a lot of fun with i just the spectacle of just blasting millions of heartless uh, i thought that was really fun to do spectacle again yeah and yeah you know what that's what kingdom hearts 3 is entirely yeah kingdom up. hearts 3 is the spectacle of the game uh, like and like i think that's most evident in the disney attraction uh summons because like that is pure spectacle it, absolutely there's nothing it, it takes you right out of it which for me uh it, it, i felt it like it was more of a break because uh, like the combat is pretty repetitive at times I, I love it but that's just the fact of it and i thought that at least broke up the the, the monotony of slamming the x button down a lot um although that but that's the thing about the ending is that it changes the formula completely on you Yep. The entire gameplay is up to that point is all spectacle and all just having fun with whatever the hell is around you. You're just going to win anyway. Uh, but then, like, the last moment, everything gets dialed up to 11. And you're like, hold on. i got to set up straight. Yeah, i gotta, gotta, right, yeah. got to pay attention now. i got to actually like, dodge. move closer to the screen. <laughs> you mean Donald's not just going to heal me at the last second? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, like, I... I struggled with the the final battle with Xehanort before you even get to the Latin words. Yeah. Latin words. Before you get to Latin words. What is it? Like, scada ad calum. Yeah, calum scum pardo. Yeah, it's... Scumpando. Before even that, like, oh man, I was struggling. And uh, I was pretty tired at that point. But still, um, not only that, it's just like all the points you care about in terms of like if you care about the overarching story of the series happen in the last two hours so i'll tell you honestly what i thought what i thought when i got to that boss rush was okay this makes sense i'm gonna go through and like fight all these bosses who appeared in all of these disney worlds Mm -hmm. and they're gonna reveal something like oh you know when i possessed buzz he's still possessed or you know like something like that like when you're fighting them and then you were gonna do another round that would have been good. That was what I thought was going to happen. No. But then Kyrie just gets iced in front of you, Dude, which that, there it is. We're dropping it right I, there. I, even even I, who like have not, I, I, all I know is that Kyrie is uh, just a shell of a person. But even I'm like, oh, come on. Yeah. We're going to do yeah. that again. Yeah. Um, just I, gets iced. It's like, no, I guess this is actually the end of the game. I thought some of the, the, the moments after the Heartless versions of, the organization members like it freed were actually kind of poignant like there was i think it was Zemnis or one of them one of those z's x's um where he was like oh god is this what being a human's like like i have emotions and this is too much god this is you're pretty tough you guys are pretty tough for dealing with this all the time 
That was that was surprisingly poignant. But like they 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 rescue Aqua, then they immediately rescue Ventus, then they immediately go straight to the Keyblade graveyard and oh, and then Terra's armor is just <laughs> going to come in and Deus Ex Machina. Yeah. And then they're all going to groundhog day and that yeah, like like you know what? We did get our revisit to each of the different worlds. No, that didn't count. <laughs> that like doesn't two, count at all. For like two seconds at a time. Yeah, no, you're you're talking about uh, you know when everybody essentially dies. Yeah, and you chase the Grim Reaper yeah, that, through each of the worlds as you try to collect everybody. Yeah. Oh god, that was so weird. I'm like, what the fuck is even happening right now? See, I was okay with that, but I was also at that point very sad because I realized that. Uh, well, actually, at that point, I hadn't yet realized it was the end of the game. I guess. Really, the problem with that whole area is they cram a resolution for all of their stories and half of, I guess, the conflict in the Kingdom Hearts series into one world. I'll be honest, I, I had no idea why any of them were really there. Like, like there was a ruse about finding a new seven, uh, and I didn't really buy that at all. None of them were selling it very well. Yeah. Um, and... And then there was the black box, which yeah. came up at the end. And that was the only thing I cared about. I'm like, hold on. Forget these organization members. Maleficent, what's going on with the black box? Yeah, She'd yeah. She'd show up like, every now and then like at the end of each zone. Like, like, Ooh, nope. do you have a black box? Oh, did we find it this time? Do you think this is the black box we're looking for? No, it's not. No, like, it's not. Damn, Pete, you <laughs> suck at everything. <laughs> Pete, you stop asking me stupid questions. Yeah. But... Uh, yeah, I just I just feel like the there was too much story for the last worlds to really contain it all. If you played it through all at once, you'd be wiped out and not know what the hell is going I on. I played it all at once. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you're just like so tired at that point just no matter what, like it's just it's a long game. Uh even if you're just tanking through, it's still like 25 hours. Oh yeah. And it's like ugh. That's a lot to throw at you at the very end. Like, that's pacing wise, it's just a mess. Like, and while we're there, let's let's touch on the end, the the very end. Uh, oh, yeah. have you seen the the cutscenes, the secret cutscenes? Yeah, I had no idea until I had I had to like look up like what does this mean? Uh, finding out that what is it? It seems like we're gonna lean more on the Final Fantasy side of things next time, right? That's the hint, I guess. That they're dropping? Because there was, like, the world... Or, or Square Enix properties, because, like, there was some World Ends With You stuff being shown, like, specific scenes and um, some of... Oh, what was the other one? The other one the is maps. the fictional game that is advertised in the Toy Story world. Right, right, yeah. Which is, like, Verum Rex. And I'm not really... I don't know. Maybe if I get to go to Mid... To, was it Midgard? And, yeah. Um, like... Um, Maybe if I get to play that the the game from Final Fantasy X that they play in like a in like the, the ball of water and shit, yeah, <laughs> like, that'd be pretty neat. Blitzball. Yeah, like if I get to play Blitzball with Titus um, and stuff like that, that might be cool. But I just don't know if Final Fantasy has as much weight as Disney, and I feel like there should still be some Disney somewhere in there if they're really gonna do that. Yeah, and then there is the whole unmasking of you know this great architect villain. Uh, Who's the guy with the eye patch? I hate when when yeah. stories do that when they're like, oh, but I'm like, oh, I was lurking in the background the whole time. Like, ah, were you though? Or, yes. Or were you just 
told to by the writers. Yeah, so in the ultimate, uh, you know, middle finger to anybody who didn't play the browser only at first and now mobile game, uh, Kingdom Hearts Key. I refuse because I'm afraid I'll spend a lot of money on it. (laughs) Yeah, with that being, uh, is it Latin or Greek? The symbol? The key symbol? Oh, yeah, it's Greek. The, the, yes. the key, yeah, the X. Yes, key. what was once browser only and is now mobile, Kingdom Hearts key. Union and Cross, you mean? Yes. 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 And the ultimate middle finger. Um, there, there is a villain who is a guy named, I think it's Luzu, it's L U X U. And that is, I forget the guy's name right now. Um, but the guy with the eye patch, the organization member with the eye patch. Yeah, because there's like those four, and like they're, uh, and then like they're, they're like talking to him because like they're, I can't, I, 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 I understood it when I watched it, and now it totally escapes me because it just it seems so irrelevant to everything that had just gone on in the in the last twenty hours of the game that I was like, it it is very irrelevant. In fact, this deep deep hidden juicy lore because there's like the master yes key, the keyblade master what's his name the master of masters master of masters that's yes. his name I knew you know was... that this guy is a badass because his name is the master of masters yeah i expect he'll be making more of an appearance and like i know he's like he is central to the overarching story but like he's really not brought up a whole lot when, no when you only on in Sarah. that game yeah but uh essentially it's revealed that uh, this Luzu character had been playing the long con with Xehanort to get Xehanort's Keyblade, which is that big spooky black one that almost looks like Oblivion. And he's like, ah, this is the Master of Masters Keyblade, which is my Keyblade. Ha ha ha. Um, and he assembles kind of like the remaining um, like animal masked hooded Keyblade I don't even know what you would call them, like astral projection. I don't know. Yeah, like that, the, that the was crazy. A, that was weird. I'm like, what the, what is going on? All right, you know, I've I've accepted a lot of stuff. I've accepted the gummy ship up until now. I never really accepted it. I'll be honest. Uh, but like, ah, there's so much weird stuff, and then this is just so much. It's a different kind of weird. It didn't fit tone wise. Like it wasn't so much that it was strange. It's just tone wise seemed out of left field. These people are essentially like the hands that were at play during the Keyblade War, mm-hmm. assembling their armies right. of like Keyblade they, peeps. They're like respond, like the houses that were responsible. Exactly like that. Thrones. Yeah. But so uh, now there's going to be this as- assuming kind of clash of the clans. No, <laughs> clash of the houses. Right, right, right. Yeah. Well, to uh, we've kind of already touched on point number four, which is, um, or, or rather, uh, I'll yeah. Uh, which is uh, the combat in three versus the series, and, and yep. mainly that it's more spectacle. And I personally don't mind that. I I think that's fine. And uh, in, in that it broke it up. I just wish it had been more challenging. I think that was my only complaint. Is that uh, I think it could have been a spectacle, giving me these chances to like have a slight break while I'm destroying enemies, but still have a challenge to it. Still make me feel like I was under actual threat. Because Donald would always just. Heal me at the last second, and I just, I stopped caring until until Xehanort was kicking my butt at the very end. Yeah, for me, I mean, I'm coming from a place where I really really liked the combat that was in Kingdom Hearts two. I'm excited to see the differences between them now. Yeah, especially the final mix version. Um, yeah, the combat in this was definitely a lot of uh, dream drop distance and a little bit of birth by sleep. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, yeah, you're right. That's why like, I've been playing Birth by Sleep on my Vita, and I've been noticing it's very similar. But my only problem is the thing that I thought was the best part about Birth by Sleep's combat, which was the ability to combine and mix commands and yeah. synthesize new ones. Yeah, that part's really That cool. is missing, and that seems centric to making this type of combat work. <sighs> Pokemon is the same problem, where they will just pick up and drop shit very quickly. And very often, like, things that you love about one game will never, ever have a chance of making it to the next because they, quote, want to make it fresh, quote, every time. And it's like, oh, God damn. I just want to keep the things that are good, you know, like, add and build. Don't just wipe fresh and do random stuff every different time. I feel like a lot of developers could learn from that. Yeah. Everyone's trying to reinvent the wheel. Yeah, just build upon what you've done well and take away what doesn't work. And don't, but don't cookie cutter it like aren't them <laughs> otherwise uh i think we've already said you know spectacle to death so if you have any doubt about what else we think about the combat you can rewind a few minutes and you'll hear <laughs> that word a couple more times but yeah that's definitely the the, the key difference and for it for better or worse because i i do like it at points but i can see why it's definitely a step back in some respects sure i agree and then we reach our final point, which is arguably my biggest bone to pick. And one that I honestly have no, no, no dog in this fight, just due to uh, ignorance. And, uh, but please. Uh, the lack of endgame. And what I consider endgame in Kingdom Hearts is uh, secret slash, you know, additional bosses ones that are harder than the actual boss of the game, uh, things like a Colosseum, uh, where you can unlock different challenges and stuff like that, uh, and anything really of that sort. Now, Kingdom Hearts 1 had the Colosseum, and it had a whole bunch of bosses, uh, about four or five secret bosses. Kingdom Hearts 2 had, um, depending on the version, over... 13 secret bosses or um about three two to three uh and then even the spin-off games the side games have all had more than one secret boss i think dream drop might have only had one um but you know that be it as it may that stuff always flies right over my head i'm so i am like with with uh, some games i'll try to like really live in and really like look under every rock and crevice uh, but with kingdom hearts i'm like like just lead me just tell me where to go i'll go <laughs> so i miss out on things like that like what were some of your favorite secret bosses so in kingdom hearts one uh you can fight the ice titan from oh, yes hercules. from hercules yeah, 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 yeah. uh that's a that's a fight that appears after you do a certain thing and the really cool thing about that fight was these fights were like dark soul Ooh, siri's joining in siri no no uh these fights were like dark souls level intensity and uh when you fought the ice titan the only way to do damage to him was to reflect the icicles that he was shooting back at you so oh, it was oh. much more of a mechanical fight than a you know budding mashing that's or budding mashing like it was that's the kind of thing that would have uh had me sitting there for a little bit trying to be like all right what am i messing <laughs> yeah which are the best fights when you're like not just mindlessly slashing yeah yeah in kingdom hearts 2 in the final mix versions 
you can unlock a uh, organization data room and you can fight a data replica of every single organization member. Oh, neat. Yes. With all their powers and things like, uh, yeah. So even the ones that were only in Chain of Memories that you only got to fight, you know, through like the card battle system, uh, you could fight in Kingdom Hearts 2 and like see what they were all about. Mm-hmm. And then in Kingdom Hearts 3, we have a single boss. Uh, so there's a single, you know, like standard to Kingdom Hearts affair secret boss. And he is, I forget his name, but he's from another Square Enix property. He's um just kind of like a dressed up character from another one of their properties. Mm-hmm. And then there's a gummy ship boss. <laughs> yeah. I think I had to deal with one that would like any, any gummy bosses that they made me do. Oh God, I I was a stealth gummy flyer in Kingdom Hearts three. I think I had the best gummy ship combat because it was the only one where you could do conflict avoidance. Nice. Because in one, I hated that I'm like, all right, I'm barely doing anything, but I still have to pay attention enough to not blow up, and this stinks. Uh, two, uh, you were telling me that it's like a bullet hell, and I'm totally down for that. That seems like it might be a little bit more fun. But three, uh, at first I hated it, then I realized I didn't have to actually like av- like you know attack anybody and uh, i was super psyched about that because then i could just stealth my way through um but like i gotta ask because i I, I am truly ignorant on this is the coliseum really that good like i the coliseum is that good in the first part of olympus and i was not a fan I, i smashed some barrels uh i got my ass handed to me by like five different groups of heartless cloud kicked my butt and i still can't beat the cerberus what what makes Colosseum so good uh what makes the Colosseum so good is both in kingdom hearts one and kingdom hearts two uh you can partake in a Colosseum in olympus in kingdom hearts one there are three different cups there's like a i think it's like a 10 round cup a 20 round cup Mm -hmm. and then a 50 round cup 50 rounds 50 rounds that one's a slog i'm like what are you doing you're fighting groups of en- there's no barrels you're fighting groups of enemies okay so that again and yeah. bosses Alrighty. but some of the bosses are people you can't you never fought as a boss but so this... like leon and yuffie mm-hmm. and uh like stuff like that but at this point in the game you like have skills and stuff because like yes i might you know very early on you don't really have that much to work with so unless you're willing to go back and grind you're stuck with like you know very low level abilities. I didn't even have cure. I think the first time I was going through the, I had to throw myself at the at the Colosseum like, I don't know five or six times uh, just to level up enough to be able to then get to Cloud. Because uh, you get Hearts, skills, you you got the skills. You got to learn real fast. I learned with Kingdom Hearts one uh, versus three. It's a jarring difference. Oh for yeah. Sure, but you know it's. More rewarding when you do when I've already found out. Because, like, when I finally did get to fight Cloud after beating, like, the bigger ones and all that, I was like, oh, finally. And then he kicked my butt in, like, three hits. And I was like, all right. He's a tough cookie. That's that's fine. There's actually a fight in Kingdom Hearts 1 where you fight Cloud Cloud and Leon. Cloud always kicks my butt at the same time. It's the takeaway here. Yeah. (laughs) Cloud and Leon team up. Oh man, I have no chance. I'm not gonna win that one either. Oh yeah, is that another fight where like you don't have to have to have to win? You know? No, that... it's a it's a coliseum fight. You have to win. Crap. Yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> cool thing in two was they started adding modifiers, so there were some cups that were like unlimited summon, but like half damage. 
or you know other ones where it's like no team members but you can stay in you know like your berserker drive form or you know your red form Mm. for as long as you wanted to but the you know the i guess the point was you could get synthesis materials you could get like really really strong items really strong shields for goofy wands for donald keyblades uh and all that stuff i would be so interested to see a documentary about the development of kingdom hearts 3 oh my god um i mean hell it's what 15 years worth of footage somewhere if there's anything to go on at least um or at least 15 years worth of stories i should say you can always cut together some b-roll to fill it in but i guess my point is is like it's surprising that after so long and this is just how you know the weird thing about development is that you know the time doesn't equal like the actual time spent on what you got like they must have tried so many different things to get to what they got and shipped um and it's a bummer that there isn't anything to let to get you to come back like i'm not i'm not interested in running through that game again until i've probably done the entire run on my stream because i don't want to it's there's not a whole lot of point you know it's it's just going through the same motions if if it's not been enough time and without an end game there truly is nothing to come back to that's that's a bummer maybe it, it maybe it'll be a dlc that'd be pretty sweet I feel like there's a potential for that to come back as a DLC because I hear this everywhere. Is that oh, why isn't there a Coliseum? Why isn't there a Coliseum? And for me, I'm like, I... not to mention Hades name drops a Coliseum at the beginning of the game. Oh, he does. You're right. So <laughs> I've also heard salt that. Salt the wound. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that uh, people who are good at fishing code, they've. Uh, seen what could be perhaps code for a coliseum. I'm sure they tried to. Maybe they didn't think yeah. it was worth it. Maybe they thought that, that they couldn't make it fresh again. And Whether it's DLC or it could just an well old asset. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to hope that it's a DLC. I'm going to throw, throw my hat in that side of the fence just because that's... I'm an optimist on these kind of things. I feel like if there's enough outcry, they can probably whip something up now that the actual game is done. Hell, they might already have. They might already be doing that now. Hey, they know Kingdom Hearts fans are rampant. Oh yes, oh yes. I will say, I think they survived the hype. You know, like I, I, there was always going to be a lot of criticism of an end of a game. I mean, Mass Effect Three is another example of a game that. Well, that game didn't survive the hype, but don't don't. No. it's not an example no. of that. No, but it's another example of a game that was very critically received by fans um, and did not survive it. But it didn't have that time. I think they took as much time as they needed to make sure that they were putting something out that was at least acceptable. Um, and because it took so long, I think that was as best as they were ever going to get. And I think it's an acceptable entry in the series. Uh, and I say that with ignorance. What do you think? Yeah, no. So I think this is actually a pretty good way to wrap it. Yeah, um, yeah. Despite all of the negativity we've been pouring into this microphone man if it was paid if you just stretched all the things that are important to the story yeah throughout like let's save aqua earlier all that stuff like mm, if it that, could have been great yeah that's all you needed to 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 take 90 percent of our points away as far as the story goes. yeah like why couldn't you have to go to i don't even know like the frozen world and like access the world to darkness there because of some stupid bullshit that I'm sure the writers could have come up with. Could have filled in some story elements with the Final Fantasy yeah, characters. You know, amazing. just take that nice kind of like fluffy pad and just put a little bit of makeup on those 
bald spots there. I was shocked to get through an entire Kingdom Hearts without getting without Cloud kicking my ass. So. I know you must have been pumped. You were yeah. like, "Hell yeah!" I was like, "Cool, I'm big man on campus." Yeah, now. right. <laughs> Where are you? <laughs> Who's gonna mess with me now? But but despite all the negativity, um, Kingdom Hearts Three is not a bad game. No. It's not a bad game at all. I had a lot of fun playing that game. Yes, I, it, it's a beautiful. It's game. It's a good game. Play. It's even a good game. Yeah. But I wanted to make this uh, this episode about the five things that I hated about Kingdom Hearts 3 because I'm very passionate about Kingdom Hearts as a series and there were definitely things that after waiting this long, uh, I almost just felt like, come on. Like, I feel like this was a no-brainer. And I think that those were all the things that we kind of hit Yeah, what I, we were talking about. As someone who had no idea what the hell was going on, uh, I had to research with watching like eight different lore videos and... Um, I gotta say, I'm surprised at how much they were able to wrap up in a single game. Um, again, all at the very end. But uh, I'm, I was excited to be a part of it for once. Um, and it's given me a new curiosity for the series and an interesting way to kind of circle back to it eventually. And see how it feels after, a, after some time's passed when it's not so fresh. I was very ready for Kingdom Hearts to end. And now that it isn't, um, you know, I'm a pilgrim. So I'll keep on going. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and that's going to do it for this episode. I thank everybody for listening. And for those of you who have taken the time to leave us a rating or a comment, I thank you and thank you again because it truly helps us out. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. So if you want to get in touch with us and drop us a line or give us some advice, you can reach us at thedorkwebpodcast at gmail.com. With that being said, Evan, give him the plug. You can find us on Twitter at DorkWeb, on Instagram as The DorkWeb Podcast, on Facebook as The DorkWeb, on Twitch as DorkWeb, and of course you can visit our official website at thedorkweb.net.